is live. It looks good. It's alive? It's alive. It does look good. But yeah. Is it alive? Oh, the red light's on the other side of the desk. <laughs> like, I don't see a you single see the red, red light. light. I will let you guys see the red light. Oh, I feel yeah, bad. I just, I, don't, I just didn't believe you that it was recording. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like nice... Gather up against the, the snowball. No, this is a yeti. The yeti. The yeti. Yeah, gather You're up warm the yeti. inside like a like a tauntaun. Yeah. Just like a video peak crawl inside and survive for a while. Be fine. Okay, well, welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, all living in Columbia, Maryland, get together and talk about things we like and dislike. Uh, my name is Tim, and with me is Russ. Hi, I'm Russ. And Andrew. I am Andrew. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is episode 27. Um, we did a couple special episodes of the new year, and now we're getting back to our regular format. We kind of we go around and talk about things we like, and then we take a short break and talk about things we dislike. It's not rocket science. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. If you've listened before, you're kind of used to it by now. Um, and so we're going to, um, I guess, kick it off with some news and notes, as always. Um, Star Wars... Uh, news and notes. Um, so, uh, so some br- late-breaking news. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, they've now announced that John Favreau I saw this. is going yeah, to be making some, some more Star expanded Wars, Star expanded Wars Star Wars stuff, stuff yeah. along with. So Ryan Johnson is doing a right. trilogy, and then the uh, showrunners for Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. I forget their names. Uh, Wise and Benioff. Yeah, Wise and Benioff are doing another trilogy, and now John Favreau. Now, I think obviously, they're not going to come down in the next year or so. I mean, they're not even going to... The guys from Game of Thrones aren't going to no, even start until... Like a 10-year plan or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I thought, I think, I saw that John Favreau was actually doing it, writing a TV show. Oh, that was it is, yeah, um, TV he's show. Not, okay. So he's not doing movies. Right, he's right, doing right, a TV oh, show. Uh, okay. a, li- a live action, t- like the first Star Wars live action TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, you know, I mean, they're trying to pump out this uh, Disney streaming right. service that comes out next year or whatever. Oh, and, okay, that's like, what it is. Yeah, so they've been, you know, I would imagine the 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 you know sequel look, series to Rebels would be yeah, on that. Yeah, so they're looking for looking for content. Then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're getting all kinds of uh, Disney streaming news stuff. Right. And I think that uh, I was just thinking about it because I saw you know an article about this or a news article. I didn't read a lot of it, but I went down some comments and people are like, you know, this is too much Star Wars. And what I think they're trying to do is they're trying to kind of like have a Star Wars cinematic universe like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, critics would say that there's too many Marvel movies coming out and we're getting another slew of them this year. I, I know there's like, what, four? Infinity Wars, <laughs> Venom, Deadpool. I'm mean, got Black Panther already, so... Yeah, but two of those aren't made by Marvel. Right. So, like... But they're still under the Marvel name, though, you know? Yeah. So it's still... Yeah. And then I'm sure we're going to get more X-Men Although I guess movies. Deadpool is now Marvel. Yeah. Um, or it's now <laughs> Disney, which is... Part Marvel and I don't yeah. know. That's a whole weird thing. So I, I, I think the Star Wars is trying to fill out. And I mean, there's a lot of stories to tell. What Star Wars is trying to do is make money. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're no, trying to make bank. <laughs> like, like they like are cash pouring like right, right now. Yeah, of Star Disney, Wars. like the biggest company in the world. Right. And Star Wars, you know, I mean, geez, the biggest brand in the world. And they're, you know, and they're building that. But yeah, but they're trying to fill out the universe. So. Yeah. And they're building that in Star Wars. You land or whatever in one of the theme parks, I think. Uh, yeah, Disney. It's yeah. In, yeah. Is it in Orlando? No, in California. California, okay. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a whole, you know, whole universe that you can walk through. And so they're, you know, I mean, but heck, Disney had yeah. Star Tours for the last, what, 20 some, 30 years, maybe? Yeah. 
Star yeah. Tour started or opened up really early. Yeah. yeah, that whole Star Wars experience sounds super cool. Oh, I know, like the hotel. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Like, you get like you know missions to go on if you're staying there. Yeah. Like it's like I don't have the money to do that, but I want oh, to. Want right. to. Start saving um, your money, pennies now. Then yeah, maybe just... if this podcast gets like real popular, like they'll send us like some you know free passes. To, yeah, like, yeah, to go yeah, review yeah. Star Wars. Right. Right. I'm talking I'm about sure it. Bob Iger's listening right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can go down a little bit, you know, we can, Kathleen Kennedy, maybe J.B. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Johnson, anyone, please yeah. cook us up. Um, oh, and then also, uh, if you haven't heard, Last Jedi is coming out on, I guess, digital, like, next week, and then... Okay. Yeah, they're um, doing the, the digital first now. Right, and now, um, uh, and then the Blu-ray uh, physical copies, uh, end of this month, uh, March 27th, I have already pre-ordered mine, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, obviously, we were just talking before we started recording about you know Force Awakens that came out and just regular, and then 3D a little bit later, and I think probably doing the same thing with Last Jedi. So it's just coming out in 2D. Um, but then I was reading something that other markets might get it in 3D, not like not the huh. U.S. market, but other uh, other markets might get 3D already. So I don't know. It's all rumors right now. We'll have to wait until March 27th um, when they land. Um, so Star Wars uh, Solo, uh, Star Wars Story is coming out soon. Um, Entertainment Weekly, a couple issues ago, had a whole thing about um, about that and some new pictures. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. May 25th, street date. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I don't I don't buy Chewbacca being the same character. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is 200 and some years old. So, yeah. yeah, a new actor. <laughs> I know, I can tell. Same role, different actors. <laughs> yeah. One of those things. Yeah, those grunts were way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that uh, solo's coming out here soon, and you haven't seen the trailer, which I can't imagine you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> Go it's, see it. It's pretty amazing, and watch it a bunch of times. It's uh, online. And it's um, even better when Sabotage is the... Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Sabotage <laughs> version. We'll link to that if, you, if yeah. people haven't seen that when they... Link infinitely better than the regular trailer. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. every trailer's better when Sabotage yeah. is playing. Right. <laughs> yeah, Schindler's List, better with Sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> close replace, replace the entire score with Beastie Boys Sabotage. Um, speaking of trailer songs, though, I just went to the movies yesterday and saw another um, the new Mission Impossible trailer, and mm. i got to say that Imagine Dragons song is, like, so good yeah, in that trailer. it's pretty great. And... Um, I'll play it at the end of this podcast. Yeah. You can go out on that. Uh, was it a uh, friction? Is that what it is? Uh, is that the name of the song? I don't. I think remember. it's called Friction. It's off their uh, Smoke and Mirrors album, which was their previous yeah. album. So, yeah, really good. I love. Um, you know, if you get a good song in a trailer, it just makes all the difference. So yeah, I was in the movies last night too. They did not play Mission Impossible in front of a wrinkle in time. No, they didn't. <laughs> Oddly enough. Hmm. That's kind of a bummer. Okay. Uh, early reviews of Wrinkle in Time? That's a, it's kind of rough. Um, uh, it is It is a gorgeous movie um, that was clearly made with a lot of love. It, it remind, a lot of it reminded me a lot of uh, Valeria, like City of, th- mm-hmm. of a Thousand Cities or City of a Thousand Planets or whatever, where it's like, there's like so much cool stuff in the movie, I wish people weren't talking. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, I heard it. I mean, I don't think you're the market for it because you're not an 11-year-old girl. But if you were an eleven-year-old girl, I heard that you would probably like yeah. it. Probably, I and well, I grew. I loved that book growing up. Oh, okay, like I read, like we, like I would clean up my closet. We found my copy of A Wrinkle in Time with like the cover ripped off, mm. and like so. I, I mean, I read the bejesus out of that mm-hmm. book. So mm-hmm. I loved that book as a kid. Okay, 
Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely more of a kids movie. Right. Um, so, yeah, not the target market, um, but, you know. It, but your it, it inner 11-year-old girl didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it has some issues, but, you know, that's not what we're talking <laughs> and, about today. Uh, that's a blind spot for me because I have not never read that book. Yeah. Um, oh, my favorite book. I, yeah. I didn't grow up reading that book. So yeah, maybe I'm it was surprised your, I've never read it. Uh, when did it come out? When did the book was it written? Was it written? I don't know. It was 70s, 60s, but, 80s? Yeah, it was, I remember it being in our church library oh, when so I grew it was, up, and, oh, and so I never... it's really old, then. It's really old, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, it was yeah, on it was parchment. As a it was on yeah, parchment. You, you just didn't read as a child, so you didn't know about books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was... But that was, like... I actually started probably getting into reading probably middle school, and fantasy was definitely my genre, yeah. which that was clearly... Yeah. A, fantasy novel so yeah so i was i was actually That's super excited true. about the movie because yeah. the trailers look great and i love that book um and like i was like one of my like one of my favorite parts is in the trailer but it's not in the movie and I was oh sad. really oh, I hate um, yeah well, which is like not even like this big part it's just like the explanation yeah. of like the the ant walking over the string oh right uh, which yeah, is yeah. like like a pretty integral part i thought of understanding book, yeah. what this movie is about but they didn't put that um, in the but then the movie they're just like hey what if we teleported through space uh, and you're just like, I don't think a single person is reacting the way that a human being would react to the fact <laughs> that they can now teleport through space. Yeah. Like, they just get to this planet of like, all right, hey, we can fly on this thing. What if we jumped off of it in the middle of the air? Huh. <laughs> like, um, no, that's, that's kind of disappointing. Though. Yeah. But, but like, I think if I, was, if I was younger, like, I think it would be like my favorite mm. movie. If that was your first introduction <laughs> to that world, you would be all right, you think? Uh, I or think if it was confused? my first, it would be... As an adult, if that was my first interaction in the world, I would be so confused because I would have no idea what's going right, on. Right, but if you were a kid... As that... a kid, I think I wouldn't care what's going oh, okay. on, yeah. so I would enjoy it more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, because I wouldn't be like, I don't think this plot makes sense. Mm. Um, right. Or there's just, you know, there's just gaps, there's character, you know. But whatever, we're not talking about a wrinkle of time today. Right. That's, a, that's a mini bonus review. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to hear your first kind of reaction to it, so... All right. Um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit, uh, there'll be a theme of, like, things that are a little rough and could have used some... Yeah, 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 that'll come up on the podcast yeah, yeah, a few yeah. times. <laughs> uh, I got another hot take also about that, but uh, we'll actually yeah, Taco Bell making some new. Oh, they do have nacho fries now. <laughs> I had those. This yeah. is not one of my dislikes. But then you review because it's fries it, with cheese sauce. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unnecessary. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have when I was eating it. I was like, I'd rather have corn chips with this cheese sauce than fries. Yeah, that was the only thing. I mean, it was like it was like that uh, Doritos nacho cheese like dust on the fries. Yeah. and cheese sauce. But eating it, I'm like, it's like soggy tortilla chips with cheese. It's like, <laughs> I'd rather have, I'd rather just have tortilla chips. Yeah. You... <laughs> or like put Doritos in the cheese. That'd probably be delicious. Mm. Like crunchy chips, but but it just was like eating like soft. I mean, I know at like a cheeseburger, cheeseburger, you can eat like cheese sauce with fries, but I don't know. I yeah. still would rather have a tortilla yeah. chip, like a yeah. nacho chip kind of thing. So I think it's just unnecessary. Yeah. Were you mildly disappointed by anything this week, Russ? Um. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grumpy Old Man is the content one of the podcast. <laughs> All right, we're going to start it off, and we are going to start off with Andrew this time. Yeah, so speaking of uh, an oversaturation of Marvel movies, I want to talk about Black Panther. <laughs> um, Hated it. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're getting overly saturated with really good movies, I think it's all right. So. Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> we've got, you know, Infinity War coming up in a month. Yeah. Um, so, or like oh, six weeks or something. Did they, they releasing that early? Yeah, they're, they're bringing it up a week early, so it's now yeah. a worldwide release on, like, oh. April, you know, 27th or whatever. Right. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to go to the Thursday one of that because uh, we're all busy on Friday. Right. So, um, <laughs> yep. If you so, get tickets, let me know. 
Yeah, for sure. I don't, are they even selling tickets yet? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything I, about tickets, seen but anything. I'm going to get a bunch on Thursday night. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, Black Panther uh, came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, we haven't really, you know, recorded a right. podcast. Um, I think we've all seen it. I haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Russ is unaware of Black Panther. Uh, the, like the yeah, biggest, we all have seen it. Yeah, the biggest February movie, like, ever, I think. It's, I mean, Black Panther, it's just shattering, like, records yeah, left yeah. and right. Um, like, I mean, the movie's doing insanely well, which is great, because it's a great movie. I loved uh-huh. it. Um, so it's, uh, you know, directed by Ryan Coogler, stars uh, Jack Bozeman. Uh, back as Black Panther after his debut in uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. It's got Michael B. Jordan um, playing the, uh, the the villain. Uh, Who, who's a Ryan Coogler favorite? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been in all his movies, right? Uh, I haven't seen... Fruitvale Station? I didn't see Fruitvale Station. But I think he's so in it. I believe That's you. what I've heard. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to check out Fruitvale Station, um, but I've heard great things, just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, and I know he's, he's going to be in Ryan Coogler's next movie. <laughs> He's he's um, been he's been great in the two movies I've seen because like, I've seen Creed and Black yeah. Panther also and he's amazing. Yeah, um, he, and he was you know in Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, was, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, let's let's yeah. take with Michael G. B. Jordan and Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Coogler, they're like a good duo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I do love Michael B. Jordan back from like Friday Night Lights. Um, he's great on Parenthood. Um, yeah. So like, he's a great actor. Yeah. He's he's a great actor. Chronicle like. Um, oh right, yeah, fantastic in Chronicle. Um, I even so... like his dish commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, great actor. Uh, he's playing like Killmonger, like the the main villain of the. Uh... We'll talk about it later, but an amazing villain. Yeah, an amazing mm-hmm. villain. Um, and like the movie's been out for like you know a month now, yeah. so we'll probably you know be a little bit spoiler. Right, and I think we can. We can. Um, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, and you want to, you know, maybe skip, skip over. Ahead. Yeah, skip skip ahead or or. I don't know how you're one of the three people in the world that haven't seen Black Panther right. yet, um, based on the numbers. Or who want to. Yeah, or yeah, or that, if you haven't seen it yet, it probably means that you don't want to. <laughs> um, so yeah, we might get a little bit spoiled about what we're talking about, because it's a great movie that yes. apparently everyone in the world has seen, and it's been a month now. So that this is your warning. I haven't looked at how much its money has made so far, but I'm sure it's, it's made a gajillion dollars so far. Uh, I mean, last I saw, this was like, a week or two ago, it was like over half a billion. Okay. In like domestic, in like three weeks or something, wow. they made that. It's okay. like absurd. Well, you're, you're talking all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's got uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Denai Guerrero, who I hmm. wasn't sure who that was before the movie. Uh, Martin Freeman. Uh, you know her. She's from Walking Dead. She is? Who's she playing in Walking Dead? She has dreads and she has a katana. Oh my gosh! That's what's shown? Yes! <laughs> oh, she's so much better in this! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not know that that was her. Oh, yeah. Wow, I just... I'm learning right with you guys, yep. podcast listeners. <laughs> um, I, that, I knew that name sounded familiar, but... Man, yeah, yeah. I liked her so much more in this. Oh, yeah. She's a... Um, so everybody in this movie is gorgeous, besides Andy yeah. Serkis and Martin Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also did want to give a special way. Yeah. Okay. Special shout yeah. out to mom. Uh, I think they're gorgeous. True. <laughs> yeah. Did want to make sure that I mentioned uh, Latita Wright, who plays my favorite character in the movie, oh, yes. Shuri. Yes. Um, uh, Black Panther's sister, fantastic yep. uh, actress. She was wow. also on uh, this past season of Black Mirror. Um, was she? She was. She I was uh, in the Black Museum been. episode. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Um, so yeah, uh, so I've like that was the, I guess probably the second time I've seen her, and I was like, man, mm-hmm. this actress is amazing. Um, be in all the things, please. <laughs> um, so real quick, so 
we'll go back to what we're talking about. 520, 520 million in the U.S. and 786 worldwide. So it's close again yeah. on a billion. Which is absurd for a movie that's been out for like three weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it came out in February. <laughs> right. Like, which is, you know, traditionally a pretty slow, right. like, box office month. Like, right. Compared to, like, So I think they're probably pretty smart. They didn't have much competition. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's a movie, and, and it's it's a movie that everyone loves. Right, like, exactly. You know, I mean, people want to see it two or three times. Right. It's great. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this movie's great. <laughs> it's just a really good movie. Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah. Wakanda forever. Which I think, I mean, really, it's called Black Panther. and But <laughs> I think it should be called, called Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. It's about this country and... T'Challa, who's who's the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman's character. You know, he's he's the king, but he's in a, a long line of. You learned this a long line. Spoiler alert here: long line of Black Panthers. Whoever the king is, right, is the Black Panther. Yeah, um, it is a little bit of a shame for uh, there is a Wakanda, Illinois. Um, oh, is there? They're spelled differently. That people oh, okay. apparently have been calling the mayor and, and just like yelling <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> I want to do that now. <laughs> so, you know, poor those guys. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, like, the people again, like, they weren't aware of the movie at first. Um, they're That's like, hilarious. why do we keep yelling Wakanda forever? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but hilarious prank. Yes. Um, but yeah, Black Panther, it's just a great, like, I don't even know what to say about the movie. It's a great movie. Oh. Um, everyone in the movie is great. Don't forget to mention, um, Daniel, uh, Kulaya, whatever his name is, Ka- Kaluya, from Get Out. He's in oh, yeah. Oh, film. yeah. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. Um, as, like... Oh, and Winston, um, Winston Duke as, uh, as M'Baku. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Sterling K. Brown is in Jobu. Like, it's just... Oh, Angela Bassett's in this movie. Right, yeah. Um, oh, Forrest Whitaker's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like an all-star yeah. uh, black cast. I yep. mean, yeah. these, these people, I mean, they really... Yeah, I mean, this Came is, out for this movie. And it's an insane cast, and everyone's fantastic. Oh, exactly. Like, oh, Forrest Whitaker's so good, Yeah, um, like, in the movie. Uh, I mean, we could just, like, gush about this movie for a while. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We talk too much about the plot. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, it has the best uh, mocap I've ever seen from Andy Serkis, mm-hmm. hands down. Like, <laughs> like, like so real. I thought we had hit peak mocap in War for the Planet of the Apes, but man, like Andy Serkis looks real realistic so in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Only nerds would get that joke. Yeah. Also. <laughs> <laughs> One for the nerds. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, like there's uh, like there's this whole fight scene in this casino thing that which I loved looks just straight out of Skyfall. Oh yeah, oh, yeah the first half of this movie is a Bond movie, right? Right. Um, and the second half of this movie is like Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, it's it's so good. Like I mean, and it's like, the best parts of both of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you've got like all this like you know drama over the the throne, like right. you know. And like these these warring factions within Wakanda is the whole second half of this movie. The first, I mean, that whole thing up through like the uh, it's in Korea or whatever is a bond movie. Like sure, he's oh, yeah, Q. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> like he it's they so got gadgets good. and they talk yeah. about the gadgets. Yeah, yeah they run random CIA people. Um, I you know I dig Martin, uh, Martin Freeman is Everett K. Ross, who is like just a really. Uh, 
like if you've read any of like uh, Christopher Priest's like run on Black Panther from like the nineties, mm-hmm. um, he like Edward K. Ross is like probably the, like, is basically the main character of the of Black Panther. Okay, um, no, like, really. the, the, like, <laughs> basically the, the like all of those comics are told through like his like from his perspective like in the form of like he's sort of like get, like he as uh, like a State Department lackey or whatever. Mm, uh-huh. um, he's sort of like giving he's like telling the stories of all these things, but he tells everything out of order and stuff. Which is the one thing I wish they'd throw in the movie is like like uh Emily little... Ross like saying some like uh sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 they in the, like in, I think in the first issue they like met, they name check like Tarantino because this is you know in the nineties. Oh, okay. He's like he's like you're you're going too Tarantino here or something. <laughs> it's just too out of order. Um, so that was that was like the one like shout out I wish they'd give and uh, for every K. Ross in the in the movie. <laughs> oh, but but um, speaking of you know being in a Bond movie, I mean I think that gives a lot of weight too. You know because people have been like, hey, why doesn't Idris Elba play James Bond? Yeah. You know, and he would be great as James Bond as that character. And so I'm I all think, for it, but I want Sherry to be cute. Also, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, the right to, to play Q. Yep. Um, who just seems like she's having so much fun in this movie. Oh yeah. Like just the, and the actress and the character. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Just seems like she's having the time of her life doing like making gags and like like helping out like by remote driving cars right. and like this cool hologram car thing and like it's just so fun right. and, and I don't know if you've seen that uh, interview with her on on she was on a, like no. a British morning show um, you know that we're all Christians and so you know she is a Christian also and yeah. she said that that's what kind of like she was gonna give up acting because she was getting like you know burned out of it and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then she got a renewed you know became a Christian and got a renewed kind of oh. sense of it and, and now is just like having a, a ton of fun, yeah. fun. Being, an, being an actress again and so she credits her faith to that so you know you can yeah. see that you know yeah. it's done wonders for her so because mm-hmm. she was great yeah I mean she steals every scene that she's in oh, in this yeah. movie like from this powerhouse of like like acting talent too yeah which is amazing like I mean everyone in this movie is fantastic yep um, but she's my favorite part uh, it's a very different Shuri that's in the comics oh okay um, so like, I I've never I don't think I've ever read Black Panther yeah comics um, the, the current series of Black Panther is really really good oh okay um, and I'm actually really excited like I've ne- I don't read Captain America comics mm. but the writer of Black Panther is taking over Captain America starting okay. on the Fourth of July. I was like, I'm going to check out, uh, Captain America for the first time, yep. like because he is he's a really great writer. Um, but uh, yeah, like the shirt in the comic, like I think the, the biggest difference between like uh, T'Challa in the comics and the in the movie is like T'Challa is a like one of the smartest men in the world in the mm. comics. Like mm-hmm. he he's his own Shuri. Okay. Like he, like Shuri mm-hmm. in the comics isn't making him tech because. He's he's just too smart. Like he's uh-huh. like you know what he's like you know up the, like just below like Reed Richards. Oh, okay, smart. wow. Um, so like super <laughs> genius. Um, well, they, like, which didn't come out and uh, hasn't come out in the movies. You know, they haven't really right done that angle with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like so, it, like you it's know, more on his, about his character and, and who exactly. he is as a leader kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the, yeah, there's that dimension of him that isn't really in this you know <clears throat> the the cinematic universe mm-hmm. uh, version of T'Challa. Um, but on the flip side, if that means we get awesome Shuri, then yeah. right, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, because she is just the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this movie. I want to see it again a lot of times. Like, it's just one, one of those that I think, like, we'll go back to. We haven't even talked about Killmonger. Oh, yeah. All. Like, Let's talk about Killmonger. Yeah, we gotta talk about Killmonger. He's the greatest villain. He's a great villain. Because you kind of understand, he's like the most fully realized villain, I think, right. in any Marvel movie. As Katie yeah. said when we left the movie, she says, 
you know, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong about which train. He's joining. He's going just a hair too far. Right. Like, really, he's going hair. a few hairs too far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if he if he if he wasn't an extremist, like the movie would he would be the hero of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, right. which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, so I think like one probably the other like you know best realized villain from many of the Marvel stuff. Um, I would I would think is the, a vulture from Spider Man Homecoming because yeah. and it's the same way that like you understand right, why right. he got the way he yep. like he got hurt by people mm-hmm. and is now trying to make a living. Yeah. Um, I think Killmonger is you know even more sympathetic. Like so you know, uh, Vulture just comes off as such a sympathetic vi- villain. Um, in that movie, and I think Killmonger is you know even more. Yeah, above and beyond that. <clears throat> uh, Michael B. Jordan is just fantastic. <laughs> um, in the role. Like Dude, it's, I, it's I need to I need to find his personal trainer because <laughs> dude, is, <laughs> dude is stacked man. Yeah. I was like holy cow. All of them these it's like holy cow. Yeah, they they work out probably. Yeah, they, they, work they, out. they might work out. <laughs> they probably eat less Oreos than I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ice cream. I mean, I want to about all the donuts I ate this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not part of his diet. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's, that strawberry shortcake donut was real good. <laughs> so hey, Michael B. Jordan, if you're ever in Maryland, I'll buy you a sh- strawberry shortcake donut. You you look like you've never eaten one, <laughs> and they're delicious. And they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great movie. And but everyone listening to this might know that because everyone in the world has seen right. it. it um, but it does have its detractors. You know, I mean, people because it is. Uh, I think it is different than most other Marvel movies mm-hmm. because it's not so it has a lot more intrigue to it and a lot more politics and mm-hmm. like I said it's about this country that is kind of stayed hidden from the world and has all this amazing tech and that's kind of like the rub is like are we going to stay hidden we have so much to offer you know obviously Killmonger's like we have so much to offer in our ways of killing people who have done us wrong over the years right but but then it's like we have so much to offer the, the world and but we have stayed hidden and and that's a decision that has been passed down and, right and so <laughs> kind of wrestling with that you know the whole thing in the father-son right. dynamic which is amazing and it's just, just so rich and, right and, and layered through, and, like all the conflict with Killmonger like Black Panther changes his perspective by the end of the oh, movie yeah, right. what they should do yeah he doesn't go to do it the way the Killmonger wants to do it but he changes but his he mind changes about a lot stuff. of stuff right. like right, right like you know because he realizes that the way they've been doing things are wrong right he takes this villain to show him right how which, wrong is, which been. is fantastic yeah. you know we get plenty of movies where you know the the hero is an agent of change for the villain and brings them back from somewhere right. but like you know the the hero being you know the wrong headed one mm-hmm. that the villain actually you yeah. know changes is, is, is a nice it's a nice perspective right and it, i mean it was and he, obviously <clears throat> t'challa didn't know a lot of the stuff that was going on right until he assumed the throne after his father right. was killed we saw that in uh, um, civil war mm-hmm. um and so he, then he finds out and it's his father who's like his hero kind of has to take him off the pedestal a little bit right. which is like you know, right it's, a, it's deep it's a deep movie yeah it's um, you know and it has a lot of spirituality to it and um but i mean it's, it's a it, yes yeah, it's, it's great i'm glad it's doing so well also i mean because yeah. it proves that you know you can have an all-black cast and it's going to make a lot of money and this whole you know whitewashing of hollywood and all that kind of stuff you know it's kind of mm-hmm. put yeah. that to bed hopefully <laughs> I did get amazing uh, text from Bryden, like, in the middle of the night, say, just, like, a little meme just says, like, Andy Serkis and 
uh, Martin Freeman are the, like the only white casts um, coming from Lord of the Rings, which makes them the Tolkien white guys. Tolkien yeah. white guys, yeah. <laughs> like, fantastic. <laughs> A perfect joke right, right. there. Um, so, really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was also a perfect joke in, uh, like, Wrinkle of Time. I think my favorite line of the movie, which is not a spoiler, is just, I think it might even, it's like, you know, one of the scenes that's in the trailer is, uh, Zach, Gal- someone says to Zach Galifianakis, you sound like my mom. She's like, is she a baritone? <laughs> like, that's a really good joke. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, anything more we need to say about Black Panther? I mean, sure, we could talk about it for another hour, but... <laughs> No, um, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, makes you want to buy a Lexus, right? Isn't that what the cars in the, in the, in the... I want to buy one of the Black Panther masks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of masks. It's a tribal thing. Killmonger has a cool mask. I'll still... Killmonger does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mask. Yeah. Um, everyone has cool costumes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everything's yeah. great. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a great super. movie. We'll talk about some lesser movies. Uh, yeah. Bit, right? <laughs> we'll start off on a high note. And we'll continue with that because we're going to get into my like, um, which is I'm going to be talking more about the movie Annihilation than the book. Someone else on because the podcast. Because, spoiler alert, someone might be talking about the book. <laughs> so this is um, the new movie um, by Alex Garland, who made another fantastic movie called Ex Machina. Yeah, which all three of us loved. Yes. yes. Um, and so this is his... Um, movie that is, I would say, loosely based on the novel uh, <laughs> Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer, which yeah. Russell will be talking about in a little bit. Um, so, uh, and and Alex Garland is so Annihilation. The book is part of a trilogy. <clears throat> Alex Garland just read the first mo- novel and st- decided to make a movie. I don't think he read it twice. He yeah, he read, read it once. He read it once and was like, "Really? <laughs> yeah, I'll make a screenplay out of that." <laughs> so you can see why it's loosely, right. Right. loosely based. Okay. So it's based more on the themes of the movie right, and exactly. the setup of the movie than the actual. It's like, well, I have a title. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It worked for World War Z, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is totally, and which is a great movie. Yeah, itself. great movie. Not even close. Not to even book. close. It, to it involves. So great book, great movie, totally, yeah. totally different animals. I think that's the um, same thing with Annihilation. Yeah, Annihilation is probably even more closely, you know, based on the book than World War Z, but right. not much, not much. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, the the book, I mean, the movie is in this universe where you, you see. Uh, have you seen the movie yet? I'm not yet. Okay, so I won't. So media crashes, and then yeah. from that into this lighthouse, from that be, becomes this thing called the Shimmer. This growth that's taking over um, and uh, the government doesn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And so this company, I think they mentioned the Southern Reach company is kind of in charge of kind of maintaining and observing and um, finding out about what they call the shimmer, this, you know, this, this growth that's kind of taken over this alien growth. I mean, they kind of. Right. Because no one who goes into the shimmer comes out of the shimmer. Right. Until. (laughs) That's the first point of difference from the book. Okay. Um, yep. So only one person has come out. Um, um, oh, let me real quick. Let me back up a little bit. Um, so Alex Garland, who, who uh, made Ex Machina, is a director. Um, it stars Natalie Portman, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin, um, Tessa Thompson from Thor Ragnarok, and other great movies. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a really weird Thor's girlfriend. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Chris um, yeah they, they can't find the middle of a movie over Chris Hemsworth. It's a really weird scene. <laughs> <laughs> Completely out of character for, for right, right, both right. characters. Um, and I was kind of disappointed because I was waiting for um, you know Chris Hemsworth to show up. But he didn't show up. I'm like, yeah. disappointed. Um, also, starring Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, who was great in uh, Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, kind of like we're talking about Michael right. Jordan, Ryan Coogler, I think Alex Garland and yeah, Oscar yeah. Isaac are probably his pair. Yeah, that, uh, so I guess Jane Foster ends up marrying Doomsday <laughs> instead of Thor. That's weird. <laughs> great Marvel. And, um, and also stars um, uh, Doctor Strange um, companion, Benedict Long. Yeah. Is Apocalypse, not Doomsday. I mess up the joke. Oh, ah, man! <laughs> we'll edit that in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, and then uh, Benedict Wong is in it, and he was he's uh, he was in uh, Doctor Strange. So uh, so yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of connections there in the Marvel universe, but it had nothing to do with that. So uh, it's a Skydance movie, um, and it is um, it is it is such a like kind of like Ex Machina. It's a very kind of deep movie, and you gotta mm-hmm. kind of look below the surface. Um, and there's lots of like this is in the movie like. You 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 watch it. You're like, oh, I need I need to talk to somebody about this movie because yeah. what it is all about. Um, I'll, I mean, I don't spoil it, but I mean, the book is it's like a fever dream, right? And this yeah. is like a fever dream of a fever <laughs> dream. The, the, the movie because yeah. it's like I said, he he read the book once, he made this movie, so mm-hmm. it's it's very um, surreal, and you're kind of like off your off balance a lot. You don't know what's going on. Um, they, I think they ramped up the terror a little bit for the movie. Mm-hmm. At least in a couple more, scenes. At least in a couple scenes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's pretty shocking. But I think it's, it's, I mean, talking about a gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie that definitely demands to be seen on a big screen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because not just the look of it, but also the sound of it. I mean, mm-hmm. the sound definitely um, plays a lot into it. The, the, not only the score, but just the, you know, the sound editing and, and the, and the stuff. It, it, it lends to the uneasy feeling you get watching this movie. Because you're like, they, the people, the characters don't know what's going on, the audience doesn't know what's going on, um, and so you're kind of discovering it along the way. Um, so I mean, they, they ramped up the action, I think, a little bit. You know, they have the the beast in the water, and then the the beast in the house, and yeah. um, and then the ending. The ending is totally, yeah. totally. It's a pretty great creature design in this movie. Very great creature <laughs> design. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's it's just it's just, it's just beautiful. But what what does it all mean? Um, some people have said that I, I, I look articles about like it's about cancer. The movie's about cancer, um, hmm. and and that's what happens to a body with the cancer cells. Was was happening in the Shimmer as this as this um, <clears throat> you know this 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 alien you know thing presence is kind of taking over uh-huh. and, and making things new and and just kind of assuming. Um, consuming and assuming and, and recreating right. and, and making things new, new DNA and so I mean so if ex machina is what means be a human as far as like was that the Turing test you know of, Turing test yeah. yeah can you tell you're human this is more like what does it mean to be human on a like a cellular level mm-hmm. like DNA <laughs> level what does it mean to be human uh-huh. and, and stuff like that so it's it's a pretty deep movie I would love to talk. I think Alex Garland's a robot or an alien. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> an alien robot? I don't know. An alien robot. Yeah. But but as far as like a deep movie and like a, I said like a gorgeous movie and I don't know, it's uh, I think it's it's gross more than it's made I think um, or it's gross, or has what? it? No, it, 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 it costed 
It's not doing me super well. Not doing super well. Office. You're right. I'm, I'm looking at the two different, the two different things that Wikipedia. Did X Machina do super well at the box office? Uh, X Machina was a lot cheaper. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, true. It was like a third of the price. Yeah, yeah. So this thing cost fifty-five million dollars to yeah. make. I um, think they're. I think it's making about the same as Ex Machina, roughly, yeah. but on a budget that's like triple. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but um, yeah, it's a. I think a really good cast. Um, I mean, Natalie Portman is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Gina Rodriguez is fantastic. Yeah, Gina Rodriguez. Her. Yeah, her her character's great. Um, but I mean, I don't want to say too much to get into like spoiler territory. because yeah, un- unlike uh, Black Panther, no one has seen this movie, <laughs> <laughs> which they should. But but I, I I mean, Black Panther is way more accessible than yeah. this movie because this is like definitely a thinking mm-hmm. thinking movie. You got to like think, and 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 it's much slower paced. Even though they have a couple scenes of, of pretty intense action, is definitely a lot slower. Um, and there's like a kind of like after the movie over, you're like, huh. Um, yeah, it's a movie I definitely want to see again because, like, right. I feel like the movie is trying to tell me things that I haven't quite figured out yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, because, I mean, you can go and there's, there's, like, tons of what does it all mean kind of articles online mm-hmm. about what it all yeah. means. But, I mean, it's better just to go see it than, right. than, you know, have a beer with a friend and talk about it. You know, it's, it's kind of those movies where you could talk about um, this movie forever. And I, I love kind of movies like that. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, like, you know, makes you think. Um and and you want to talk to somebody about it? Like I gotta talk to somebody. Like what does it all mean? Um, so I, I would encourage people to go see it. It um, it's kind of got a weird distribution um, arm or, or method model to it. Right. Like, Internationally, it's re- releasing on Netflix instead of yeah. like in theaters. Oh right, I heard about that. Which yeah. may like save may may actually make the movie somewhat profitable, which right. is great. Which is- Great for the, great for the producers and the, the yeah. directors and all that, for, and yeah. and for the movie, you know, um, the studio that's having studios. a real rough year. Yeah, um, like like most of their, I think it was it Paramount, Paramount, right? Yeah, yeah, like all like all their movies last year bombed pretty bad. Yeah, so like, Paramount had a really rough year. Yeah, so, so. they uh, they don't win. Um, so yeah. Netflix might save them, save their butts. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I encourage people to go see it. Like I said, go see it if you can in the on the big screen because mm-hmm. it, it is a really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it think probably won't be in theaters much longer. <laughs> no, but I, but you know, even if you have a big TV, I think when I was when I was listening to it, and a couple other people talk about it, it's like it really does lend itself to a, like a a big screen experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some movies you're like, oh, I could I don't need to see yeah, that. How screen. long do you want to watch on your phone? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna lose a lot if you watch how yeah. to watch it on your phone. Ladybird, sure, watch it on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> on a plane. Yeah. You know. Um, but this movie is just you want you want to be immersed in this world mm-hmm. and I think see going to a movie theater will definitely help immerse you into this into this world. You might not want to be immersed in the world because you're like, I don't know what's going on, but if you're along for the ride then it's great. Right. So I don't want to talk too much more about it because um we'll talk I'm sure we'll keep it up conversation going as, right. we, as Russ talks about his life, which is the book, <clears throat> Annihilation. Is that my segue? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and over to you, Russ. So, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about the book and and actually the whole, um, well, not the whole Southern Reach trilogy, because I have only read the first two while well, I'm halfway through the second one. But, I I've only read the first two also. I have all three of them, but, but it's been a long right, so it's, so I it's might an, to, I might read, reread First it's two Annihilation, movies. Authority, and Acceptance yes. are the three uh, the three books, and I I love well to begin with just the uh, the book design of it. Oh, it's the, gorgeous! 
The, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> but they have you? They did mo- a movie tie-in with the. I did. I saw online. I saw the with, 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 you know picture visual the, thing. But you know, like, if you go look at the movie poster, it's like yeah, no. it's, that's. I, I like yeah, the, that's uh, way, better. Way, way better done. In, They're really fun. densely drawn. It's good radio. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Good radio. There you go. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I got I got recommended this book by my son who had to read the first one in English class in college. And he's oh, just that was kind of, a signed book? Yeah, so his okay. mind was kind of blown by it. And he's like, yeah. Dad, you would love this book. So he was right. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, I've been reading it on, I was reading it on the Metro just I mean, because it's not—it's not a huge no, book, it's so it's—it's it's pretty easy to read in chunks, and uh, so I'd, I'd read it on the metro. And then when I got done with this book, I texted Nick and I said, "Just got done with Annihilation. Just bought the next two books. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. wait till they get here." So, um, so anyway, what I love about this book is kind of the fever dream ishness mm-hmm. of it. You don't know what's happening. You right. It's narrated. Well, it's 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 in the form of a journal by the. Um, biologist. Right. None of them have no, no, no names. No, nobody the, has names in the book. So, no one has names. There's four in the book. There's four characters. I guess there's five on the expedition in the movie. Right. right? But if you, so. I was looking at the book again. They do mention a fifth person. Right. A fifth person who didn't actually go on the expedition. Right. She bugged out beforehand. So. Yeah. Oh. But um. But there's the 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 psychologist. Psychologist. The biologist who's who's narrating it. The anthropologist. Anthropologist. And demolitions. <laughs> yeah, I forget who the fourth one was, but uh, it was the linguist. I think that's the person that bugged out, right? The linguist bugged out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think the linguist did bug out. So, surveyor. So, that was it. The surveyor. surveyor. Yeah. Which so, I think they replaced <clears throat> with probably Gina Rodriguez's character. Yeah. Right. Because or do we say like? Okay, well, Jennifer Ch- Jason Lee was the was the psychologist. psychologist. Not important as the biologist. Right. Tessa Thompson was the. Uh, I think she's a, I think she's like a physicist. Physicist, all right. So they yeah, it doesn't quite fish, fish. And then yeah. like yeah, yeah. and then. <clears throat> but I'm actually happy to hear that the the guy didn't like just read the first book. Yeah. So because I was worried is like well how much of the movie was going to be you know spilled into the second book and right. the third book so do I have to finish those before I see the movie so I don't even know if there's going to be another movie but yeah, yeah. they, they kind of like leave it open yeah. a little bit but yeah I can't imagine they'll make them no, no 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 but it's great ending. As far yeah. as like the movie version. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, the first so the first book is written as a journal um, by the the biologist, and you find out as you're reading through, she might not be a a reliable narrator, uh-huh. which is cool, and she kind of recognizes that she might not be a reliable narrator because of certain things, and I don't know if this comes into the movie at they, all. I think they hint at, at the end. So, um, but you know. Has she been groomed? Has she been lied to uh, about going on this mission and all this stuff? And they don't call it the Shimmer. They call it Area X. Yeah, Area X. Um, so it's something that's happened in the southern part of the U.S. Um, unnamed, right? An unnamed thing. that, And, and you're re- never really sure what it is in this book. Like, And that's okay. Yeah. Right. They, they, they don't just really don't know. explain it. Yeah, area, X the, area X is in the movie, but it's the base, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the base they make around the Shimmer and the... Movie is Area X. Okay. And they call yeah. it the actual area like, right. where the, the shimmer yeah. is. The so. shimmer. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, yeah. No, no. but we never know exactly how they get into the shimmer or the Area X in the book. Um, it's huh. just kind of... They find themselves there. And then a difference from in the book and the movie, I guess, is that people have come back. Or have they? <laughs> yeah. People or things that look like people have come back. Right. And, 
And some some ex there's like been twelve ex or this is the twelfth expedition is mm-hmm. what this book's about. And they mentioned that in the movie also. So there's been eleven <laughs> expeditions, some of which have ended horribly, some of which have ended just badly. But <laughs> <laughs> none has ended well. So, but they keep sending people back in just to find out what this is, and we don't know what it's it growing. Is. I think it's growing. Talk yeah. about the movie also. It's right. growing. It's growing. So eventually, it's something that's going to have to be taken care of. Maybe if they can. If they can. So, but. This book reminded me a lot of like H.P. Lovecraft writing, mm-hmm. where it's like there's something underneath the surface of all this that we aren't aware of, uh-huh. but these characters get a glimpse of of right. something beyond what they thought was reality, and and so that that's why I love the book, and and I I really don't want to talk too much about it because it's <laughs> you know it. It you definitely don't, lends itself to you needed to go discover this for yourself kind of thing, right? You know? Right. Because it's the joy is in the discovery yeah. a lot. So the end of this book, I'm like, okay, what's the next book? Is we, are we going to continue with these characters? Can we continue with these characters? You know, what happens and how are they going to do this? Is it going to be a journal of a different expedition, maybe? You know, so I didn't know what was going to happen. But the second book is told in the same universe, but from an entirely different point of view. Yeah. The same story, though, and I have no idea what the third book's going to be, yeah. and I'm looking forward to that. It's like, I hope it's totally different, right? but still, you know, ends up being part of the whole thing. But but I think Jeff Vandermeer's a, a good writer, and Definitely I was sucked trippy. right in, and it's, it's very trippy. So it's not, if you're looking for a single narrative um, thread, right. don't read this book. Right. <laughs> it kind of goes all over the place, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed being lost in it, so... Take the book, put some, put some Pink Floyd on, you know. Yeah! <laughs> have a great, have a good old time. That's cool. I've been debating checking out the book. Um, I think now I definitely will. Yeah, I mean, the, the first book is, is is pretty short, less than 200 pages. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, I, I, it's a short read. I don't think it's necessarily an easy read as far as, like, because no, no, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot going like on. that fever dream thing, you're like, I mean, I, I was reading them, like, I just read that right. I need to go back and read that. Um because it is like... And what the heck are they yeah, talking about? Exactly, <laughs> what the heck are they talking about? Yeah, it's not like a, a bathroom read that you're going to pick up every couple of days. No, no, no. I'm trying to remember where you're at. It, it yeah. definitely is... A, you want to, like, try to read it as as quickly as you possible because right. cause it... You know, I know... I think some people have read it, like, you know, read it in one sitting type thing. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. It's like, I can't put this book down. I don't know why because I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, going back to the movie, you know, they, they did actually... Name, say the name of the movie, uh, the name of the movie in the movie. That's a line in it, which <laughs> yeah. some people have been criticized for. But it's I it's, was, it's in the I book. I was reading there, so, you know, on page one thirty five, Annihilation. Right, is the name of the book is in is they, they talk it, about it. And when yeah, it eaters. happens, eaters. <laughs> yeah. And when it happens, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think mean, it, it is probably a little bit of like, what was it, Jason Jeffrey Jason Lee delivery? You're like delivery. Annihilation <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of it was, it was a little messy. Yeah. A little messy. Was it for the same reason as it is in the book? Uh, I'd have to go back into okay. it, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. But kind of, I think so. Um, yeah, but the ending of the movie is totally different than the ending. Yeah, I, fr- I figured it had to be. And I don't. It's like. I'm going to write my own kind of reason and understanding. Yeah. I mean, you talk, we talk about different mediums also, and so I think um, they couldn't, you know, if you're trying to make a movie of this book, exactly the book is, I don't think you could do it. Right. So it's like a journal entry, and there's a lot more, you know, in the head kind of thinking yeah, things yeah. and things like that, where you kind of have to show some action. I think that's why they 
probably why they ramped up the action a little bit in the movie just to make it a more enjoyable yeah. visual experience. And I get that. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but both really, 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 really good. Yeah. So recommend the book. Looking forward to the and movie. And so. like I said, I've read the I've read Annihilation. I've read Authority. It's been a while because I got them. I think when they first came out. And I never got to the third one, so I want to go back and reread the right. first two before, right. and yeah. before I go to the third. <laughs> and hopefully, I mean, I'll, I'll, like seeing the movie a second time, hopefully reading the book a second time will give me a little bit more, um, a little better insight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there you go. So that's the book, Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer, and the movie Annihilation by Alex Garland. And in the meantime, check out Ex Machina, because that's a great movie also. Yeah. I'll go see it right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's take a break, and then we'll come back with our dislikes. Okay, we're back, and uh, for our dislikes, uh, we kind of go in reverse order, so we're going to start with Russ. Oh, yeah, I am first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! Surprise! So, I have recently had an experience that I am not happy with. Um, So, I I ride the Metro every day, and... um, That's a good enough dislike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, one day I had a doctor's appointment, so I got got to the Metro late, and... um, You had to park in... I had to park another state. No, no, no. Actually, not not. Well, I go to the Glenmont Metro. It's okay. it's a parking garage, so it's okay. not it's not bad at all. So anyway, I I go in. It's like nine thirty in the morning, and I go to park, and I park way far away from like, I mean, kind of in, a lot of empty spots. So I park there. I see a sign that says, you know, reserve parking from. 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. or something like that. But you know, it's 9:30. There's nobody there. Right. And it's. It's not close to the to the you know entryway or anything like that, so it's like no problem. Nobody's gonna ticket me, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) So, so I come back out and and see this ticket on my door. I was like, seriously, it was half an hour. You know, I mean, he ticketed me at nine forty. You know, it's like just twenty minutes left, and Uh, nobody else is around here. It's just a money grab from Montgomery County, but anyway. So that's the guy was following the rules. He was following the rules, and so should I have been, but I was not. (laughs) Come on, how much was the ticket? Sixty bucks. What? Ouch! But another dislike is I haven't paid it yet because I go on their website to try to pay it, and every time I put in the number, it says. There's no ticket by this number, and so I'm, you know, I've checked it a million times. Like, no, this is the number. This is it. And then it says, says on the website something about, you know, tickets may not show up for seven days. Aww. It's been 14 days now, and and I refuse to call the number that they say. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know what? If you're not gonna put it in your system, I'm not gonna pay it. I'm sorry. They do say breaking the law. Breaking the law. They say you this know this is a rebel. <laughs> that that. Inability to pay on the website does not excuse you from the fine. Like, yeah, but um, 
That's absurd. It is yeah. absurd. It's like, no, make it easier for me to pay. Uh, right. I'm not going to write you a check and, <laughs> and send it through the mail. Right. So I'm just going to see how long until, you know, I get a notice. <laughs> I don't know. But stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. <laughs> the fucking man. <laughs> stick it to the parking so. A sense has never been said before. <laughs> stick it to the parking man. <laughs> Oh, all right. So, I'm just annoyed by that. That, that <laughs> happened to us um, a long time ago. We went to Chicago and we, we parked on the street in a meter, and we come back and we were come back like three minutes late of when it expired, and we had a ticket already. It's like, oh come on! It's like we just. I was like almost like trying to catch that person because yeah, you know, like it was exactly like three minutes we saw them. I'm like, oh dang it! I had a similar thing that that went the right way finally. Um, like this. BG&E home that is not related to BG&E. Right. We had a warranty on our hot water heater you know, years ago or something. And they keep sending me bills even though I've canceled it a long time ago. So that I would like 47 cents. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm not paying this. <laughs> um, you know, It would cost me more to send it and for them to right. actually process, process it right. than it than it's worth. And I finally called them and, and I'm like, I've been getting these bills. Can you just take me off, you know? Or can I pay it right now or whatever? Because it's going to cost you guys more to do. And the lady's like, yeah, I'll just forgive that. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, reason. Reason, reason prevailed. Reason prevailed in that instance. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see about the parking thing. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned next month right. for uh, when I'm in jail. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> this is this is me and Yeah, I'm just like this week is the resident jail. <laughs> yeah, my like is the extra leg room I have at the table. <laughs> <laughs> just like resident jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you for that. We'll 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 be keep, we'll keep in touch with that and, and being updated with that. Um, my dislike is uh, there is a an app um, that I did, was not aware of until um, the new year, New Year's Day, I think. I got this app that my daughter was was um, intently playing. It's called Sandbox. Oh. <laughs> it is a uh, kind of a color by numbers app where they every day you get like uh, in the morning you get five pictures, in the afternoon you get like five more pictures. We paid for it. The, I guess maybe that's the, the deluxe version of it. Um, but my dislike is how much time I'm spending <laughs> on this app. Um, and it's probably my wife's dislike also of how much time I'm spending on this app. Um, because it is is quite addicting. Um, it's quite addictive to sit there and, and color these pictures. And some of the pictures are horrible and just cheesy. And some of them are like photorealistic. And so, you know, you have like uh, 30 different colors in, mm-hmm. in, in, in this picture. And so when you get done, it looks beautiful because it looks, looks like you colored in a photo, but right, yeah. I mean, it lends to like how color gradients and all that. Is that to say that word right? You know, the yeah. how the different colors kind of blend together and look yes. and contrast and complement. <laughs> yeah, gradient. Gradient. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> um, but a funny story. So uh, yesterday, I was uh, in the evening. I think um, I, I might have been the only one here. I think my wife and daughter were, or she was taking kids or picking up kids or something like that, and so. Um, Made myself a cup of coffee. Uh, my wife found this um, Bailey strawberry and cream, um, uh, and so I poured some in my coffee. I have a nice little, you know, after dinner mm-hmm. drink. Um, so, um, but I'm sitting um, coloring this one picture of of a strawberry, and I forgot that my coffee cup was on this. So I'm coloring a picture of a strawberry. I'm smelling strawberries, and I'm like, 
This is my amazing. <laughs> scratch and sniff. I'm like, I'm smelling strawberries as I'm coloring a strawberry, and I don't understand this. Is it my yeah. mind playing tricks on me? Am I, and then I, I look at my coffee cup. I'm like, oh, that's it. It's kind, of, kind of a funny story, though, because it, it was like, I'm like, I'm coloring this. I'm like, I'm smelling strawberries. I'm like, you know. <laughs> Which, which, if app developers, please make it something that we can like, <laughs> taste and smell, you'd make millions of dollars. So. I think they just call it food. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Called it yeah. Food. <laughs> Those app developers. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are great. So I've, I've watched you play this <laughs> app, and I'm, I'm like, maybe I could see why it would be addictive, but... I don't get it, so well, it's, but I haven't tried it it's either. So fun to like, you know, to fill in all these things and to make the picture come alive. Because right, it's all right. you know, you just all this, yeah. all these numbers and uh, and black and white, and so, so you're like, do you feel a sense of like unaccomplishment if you don't do all five in the morning and all five in the um, afternoon? Sometimes, sometimes I let them go though, because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I have no interest in, in, or I don't have to, I don't have a time. So like those photorealistic ones, it takes a, 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 a lot of while time, yeah. to, 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 to search and find all the different little squares mm-hmm. of this one color because they're kind of like spread out, you know. Can you accidentally hit the wrong color, or does it? Yes. Yeah, so, so if you hit like you know number one is red and number three is blue, mm-hmm. if you hit that, it'll like shade in a little red. It'll, it'll you won't. Totally block it off, but you'll see that you'll see that it's wrong. It's wrong. I mean, you can erase it as like a little erase yeah. function, or you can just fill it in with the next color. Right. Yeah. When you get to that color, and yeah. it'll you know it'll correct it. You know, um, it all depends on how much time you have. Yeah. Um, now they have a, a new function, so like if you have a big block of one color, you can like double tap it, and it'll fill in all of them. You know, oh, there so you it go. saves a lot of time. I'm spending less time on it. But maybe the sense of like you know doing it all yourself, but some of it's like a big pain in the butt if I get this picture with a lot of one color and it's like because you color it with your finger, you just drag your mm-hmm. finger on the screen and it and it fills it in that way. But I don't know, it's a very addicting app. I've seen a, a couple of the teens playing it. Uh, I, I hope I'm not the only adult. Playing if they make a black sure velvet is. version, I there will go. Yeah. Get it I have done a black velvet paint my number. Before. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, what, what was it? Up? It was a white tailed deer. It was oh, very beautiful. It wasn't Elvis. <laughs> It was not Elvis. <laughs> and disappointed. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's my dislike is how much time I'm spending on this one app, and my wife can attest that I spend a lot of time on it, and she doesn't like it either. But I recognize that I'm getting addicted. And sometimes when she's talking, I'm, she's like, put that down, talk to me. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get consumed. It's very consuming. I'm trying to fill it all in. Yeah. So there you go. All right, Andrew, take us home. What's your dislike? Uh, talk about, we talked about some great movies today. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about some not-so-great movies. <laughs> um, just sort of under the umbrella of what is Netflix doing to movies. Yeah, yes. Um, so, uh, and actually, a lot of this isn't really Netflix's fault, um, especially, like, the first one I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we just talked about they uh, did the d- distribution deal for Annihilation, you know, releasing... Uh, you know, straight to Netflix for right. like all of the, I think it's all the non-North American markets okay. are going straight to Netflix. So they, they had nothing to do with the making of Annihilation, but they're, you know, they're distributing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, they just bought the rights. Um, they did that for another movie uh, fairly recently, um, The Cloverfield Paradox, right. which we've talked about, you know, Cloverfield a little bit on the podcast. Um, we talked a lot about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yep, that's a great movie. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is sort of like the third in the, the, you know, the loose Cloverfield, like, world. Mm-hmm. Is it a movie um, or a, a series? It's a movie. Okay. Um, and I will say the marketing for this movie is genius. Like, we oh, all yeah. knew the movie was getting made, it was getting made under the right. name, like, yeah. God Particle. Um, right. 
like we knew it was supposed to come out, you know, around March or something like that, and it, we hadn't really heard anything about it. Um, turns out for good reason. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's like a Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl trailer, and right. it's like, hey, the movie releases right after the Super Bowl. And you're like, what? Like the next Cloverfield movie is out tonight, so yeah, like yeah. you got to go home. Like you know, I started watching this yeah. after the Super Bowl, um, and boy was I disappointed. <laughs> um, turns out that the reason it's not getting a theatrical release um, is it is a very bad movie, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, like I guess uh, Netflix paid like fifty million dollars for the just for the you know distribution rights for this movie, so they didn't have any hand in the making of the movie. Right. Um, but it is a turd. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Um, like if it wasn't re- like related to Cloverfield, it would be almost unwatchable as a movie, I think. But like also a lot of the Cloverfield ties are some of the worst parts of the movie also. So right. it's a very it's a very weird it's, thing. It's a mess. Where like the movie but without the Cloverfield just wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth talking about. Uh-huh. Like with the Cloverfield tie, it's kind of worth talking about, but it also makes the movie kind of worse. <laughs> I would push back because the reason that you would talk about it is it's got a pretty amazing cast. It does have an amazing cast. I mean, these are some all-stars. I mean, not yeah. all-stars, but, you know, I mean, this are really good people. So, like, it's got... Uh, um, uh, uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra is the Gugu star. Gugu um, yeah. From... Uh, the you know one of the the best episodes of Black Mirror, which this this movie feels like a bad episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, David a yellow yeah David Oyelowo yeah that's it um, um, and then um um the guy from Bridesmaids was um Chris O'Dowd yeah Chris O'Dowd from IT Crowd right IT Crowd yeah um, who's the best part of the movie hands down hands down the best part of the movie hands down <laughs> oh, that's a good one you've seen it before. there you go. As a hilarious joke if you've seen the movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, and then, um, and then uh, Daniel Bruhl. Uh, yeah. Who's a really good, he, he was a great villain from uh, Civil War. Um, and uh, he was in um, uh, Quentin Tarantino, World War II movie, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, so he's great in that also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, really good actors. Yeah, it does have a fantastic cast. Yeah. That are in a straight-to-DVD movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, but, you know, I will say, I watched it last night. Yeah. Kind of a separate from the hype, which yeah. definitely helps I a lot. bet. <laughs> yes, because... <laughs> I can see it being just kind of fun and a movie that you would immediately forget about afterwards. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, because, well, I mean, if you go back to even, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane did not start out as a Cloverfield movie. Right. It right. started out a movie called The Bunker, and they added that... At the very end, they added that little, like, you know, coda uh, right. of the what happened after she got out of the bunker. Well, this is... They could just do a, a, an end and make it, you know... Although the ending is horrible. The ending is horrible. Really You're like, what the heck? It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's like, that's it? What? Come on. I got yeah. cheated. Um, yeah. But they they had to, like... Do these just weird? I mean, it's like forcing Cloverfield into this movie. I think so also did, also forcing paradoxes. I don't think this movie understands what the word paradox means, right. <laughs> which is really they weird. Say it all the time. They say, they say it all the time, and they completely misuse it every single <laughs> right. time. The paradox. You know, that's not, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Exactly. <laughs> so want Toya to come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's 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 a mess that way. The oh. only thing, I mean, I thought it was, I mean, I thought as far as like a, you know, horror in space, aliens type movie, it was, it was kind of interesting. There was some cool visuals, I think. Um, 
A few. Yeah. I think there were a lot of cool ideas in this movie that should have been in a lot of different movies. Yeah. Because, like, it never feels like there is any established rules for anything that's going on, which makes it feel like... Like, I can't feel any kind of suspense if all of a sudden, like, literally anything could be happening. Uh-huh. Um, which well, is a paradox. Yeah, 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 that's what a paradox is, right? <laughs> um, like, if you were watching Alien, um, like, you know that everything, everyone's running from, like, an alien, and there's, like, a monster that's coming to kill you, and that's the danger. And in this, like, I don't know, what if, like, a toaster tried to eat you? Like, <laughs> like if a toaster tried to eat someone in the middle of Alien, you would think, that doesn't work. <laughs> like, in the middle of the thing. That's not, that's not in the established rules right, of this right, universe. Yeah. Oh, and I'll, um, um, Elizabeth Debicki's in it also. Yeah. She was great in um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. She was and the Night gold. Manager. <laughs> yeah. So, she wrote another good actress. Um, yeah. I thought that was like, I mean, I thought that part was like interesting. I mean, they have talking about altered dimensions and things like that. I mean, I, I thought like, okay, I, I, I like altered dimension type movies. And I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting, you know? And Yeah. Again, like, I think there's a movie about right. like, alternate dimensions that's interesting in this movie. Right. There's an, an, a movie about arms that's interesting yeah, in yeah. another movie. <laughs> you know, there's an... There's there's a lot like whatever happens. The like, best dismembered hand since um, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, <laughs> but even the rules be, behind that hand don't even like they they're inconsistent. Right. Like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. It was a cool thing, but like it's, I don't understand. Why. Right. There's a lot of cool things in this movie that don't actually like turn into a cohesive narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, so it's we, kind we, of a mess. Right. It's just it's super messy. Like. Any of these things on their own could be great in a movie, but right. they tried to shove, like, 10 or 12 different, right. like, you know, movie tropes and, you know, takes on movie tropes in a way right. that, like, it just it makes you feel so disconnected from anything that's going on because, like, the literally anything could happen at any time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, this person's about to die in a really weird way that no one's ever seen before. Oh, like, so why does someone have, like, a living thing, like, in, like, what? Like none of it, yeah. None of it works together, right? Yeah. It's, well, that's what uh, a paradox is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they they need to say that that line like ten more times in the movie. So yeah. We need to really feel it. <laughs> yeah. So it just ends. It's it's just a hot mess of a movie. Yeah. And um, the chlorophyll and the ties don't work super well, but like, do they force them in at various points? Uh, or is it at the end? Well, the thing is, like, I don't think any of like it's not even like for sure that any of these three movies take place in the same universe, Mm -hmm. which is what makes this feel weird. Because it seems sort of like it is trying to tie in at times to the original Cloverfield movie, but that makes no sense whatsoever. They really, like, Like, that was so on the nose when that guy comes in and talks about, you know, how they were going to tie that in. It's like, really? Yeah. Um, I can't remember what actor, like, some famous actor that I don't even remember. Daniel Logue. Yeah, yeah, Donald Logue. Donald Plays, like, this scientist who, like, ham-fistedly explains, like, at the beginning what is going to happen in this movie. like, I'm a scientist, and there's people... Like, because basically there's, like... It seems like there's an energy crisis on Earth, so these people go out... It's, like, 2028 or something like that. Yeah, which is why it can't tie into the original The Cloverfield movie. Right. Unless, like, something's happened. Like, I don't know. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, you start off in... Like, a city that looks kind of like a normal city, but they're like, oh, everyone's in line for gas because, you know, energy crisis. They're like, oh, we had to go into space to, like, you know... uh, (laughs) Alternate energy. They're trying to do an alternate energy source. Right. Why would this... this... 
And then, yeah, Donald Logue Particle comes accelerator in. type thing? Yeah, like, Donald Logue comes in and is like, well, I don't think we should do it because, like, you never know what could happen. It could make some kind of paradox or whatever. <laughs> open, open, <laughs> open these, these rifts in space and these monsters, demons were going to come out. You, you could happen yeah. in the past. Yeah. Hint, hint, like, in yeah. the, you know, like, <laughs> something in the early 2000s. You open a portal in the past that would have monsters come out oh. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just like, yeah. okay. Yep. Um, which is also just, that doesn't make any sense. It, like, I don't know, none of it makes sense. Nope. Like, and that, that seems like, like that one scene, which is the beginning movie, is so clearly an afterthought. Yeah, right. Like, it just seems like a reshoot. Yeah. Um, and I think they say, it, it's like the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Because the name of the ship is a Cloverfield. Yeah. They call the name of the ship is a clo- <laughs> okay. Cloverfield, sure. like the spaceship thing. Yeah, know. so it, it just ends up, it just seems so messy. I heard that, like, that, that character... Donald Logue's character's last name is the same last name as um, um, John Goodman's character in Ted Cloverfield Lane, and so there's a yeah. loose kind of See, connection. See, and those there. loose connections I think are fun because yeah. like they don't they don't hit you, your your enjoyment of the movie doesn't hinge on those things. Right, like you can have those little like that that one brand that always pops up. Yeah, they're Easter eggs. They so like hey, yeah. if you notice them, that's fun, and you can go back and look for these movies. And I think there's a lot. It, Ten Cloverfield Lane does that a lot better. Ten Cloverfield Lane without the Cloverfield tie is a fantastic movie. Right, right. like it doesn't need the rest of it to be good. Right. It's just like right. this, you know. If you see, if you have not seen Cloverfield, I don't think you're gonna enjoy that movie any less. You're like, oh, cool. There just also happens to be this other thing going on. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, this is just it's 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 bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it seems like you know, like uh. They couldn't put this in theaters because they realized it was a terrible movie. And Netflix is like, oh, we'll buy it. We'll just release it on the right. same day and get this cool marketing push, which is probably the, the most interesting thing about the movie is the fact that they released it mm-hmm. uh, with, like, you know, no fanfare right. like that or with a, a bunch of immediate fanfare. Right. Um, just, like, a surprise release of, you know, what everyone thought was going to be a major movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cloverfield 4 is coming out later this year. Um, is it really? I think so. Oh, okay. in, th- in theaters, I think this one was actually planned as a, a Cloverfield movie. As a sequel. As a, yeah, I oh, think okay. this one from the beginning has been planned okay. as a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll um, we'll have some cross our fingers for that one. Then be good. Yeah. Movie. So I'm I'm hopeful for like I mean you know this is definitely a you know this is by far the worst of the three. Um, <laughs> so real quick, you had to, you know talk about another Netflix movie. Yeah, real quick, I wanted to talk about uh, Mute, which is also a movie that's not really worth watching. That's on Netflix. Um, also. On Netflix, uh, directed by Duncan Jones, who made Moon, which was oh one that's my, what I, yeah one of my favorite movies of that year. That's right. like one of those movies where like I made like I probably watched that six times over the summer, just making different friends watch and stuff. So like I was just so excited about you know this new movie that he was doing. I thought Same with Warcraft. Yeah, I thought Source Wait, Code no. I thought Source Code was a pretty fun movie. I thought movie. Source Code was a good movie. I also, liked yeah. I, I liked, enjoyed Warcraft kind of. I thought it was kinda of fun. I never like, saw it. Yeah. But I played the game too back in the day, okay. so like I had more of a yeah. connection to it. And Duncan Jones like you could tell it was made by someone who loved like the like the actual, you know, story of all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And it was fun and there's and it's a gorgeous looking movie for, you know, the, the way they do magic movies, super cool. Um Mute is a disaster of a movie. Mm. <laughs> um like I wanted to read something from the a little bit from the Empire Review. Uh, it stars uh, Alexander Star- Skarsgard, um and uh, Paul Rudd and like uh, Justin Theroux. Which is another um, so, great, great another, cast. Another great cast, uh but rough movie. Uh Alexander Skarsgard plays a uh, Amish guy in like a cyberpunk world, um, which okay. is such a cool idea. Yeah. Who also like in an accident as a ch- as a kid uh, has something that like ripped his vocal cords so he can't talk so he's mute. Mm. Um, and th- all the technology exists to fix it, but since he's Amish, he can't get it fixed. Okay, um, another kind of cool idea. Yeah, but I mean, 
I think I already just gave it like more like you know weight than the movie gives it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, but a mute. Uh, it, it is hard to do a mute uh, protagonist. Mm-hmm. I think Shape of Water does it really well. Yeah. Um, and right. it's probably the only movie that I've seen with a mute protagonist that does it well. Although I haven't seen a whole lot of movies with mute protagonists. Um, <laughs> of all the mute protagonist yeah. movies I've seen. <laughs> yeah, of all of the mute protagonist <laughs> movies who fall in love with a, sh- a fish monster, <laughs> Shape of Water is the best. <laughs> yeah, that's my hot take. Um, but yeah, uh, so like the the Empire, uh, the Empire, uh, the Guardian review of uh, Mute, I thought was pretty fair. It's a pretty brutal takedown mm-hmm. that I enjoyed reading after the movie. <laughs> Uh, talks about uh, Alexander Stargars is uh, portrayed, uh, portrayed with a carefully measured mix of glowering, breathing, blinking, and standing by Alexander Stargars. <laughs> Leo has been rendered, rendered unable to speak by one of those throat-slashing Amish motorboating accidents that are always in the news. <laughs> um, that just says, uh, Skarsgård simply occupies uh, space on screen. Uh, if acting is music, he is noise. <laughs> a series of vaguely related sounds. Um, Ouch. He's not good. Like, I like him as an actor, but, like, he just stands there for, like, most of the movie and, like, walks around and obviously doesn't say anything. And it's just completely uninteresting as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, I think they're trying to set up, like, this, you know, like, this uh, you know, sort of dichotomy between him and Paul Rudd's character who's, like kind of the villain but like the whole movie is a mess that you don't really understand what's going on <laughs> until ever <laughs> um, because like you know Paul's, Paul Rudd's character is all like talky and like you know loud and boisterous Paul Rudd does, Paul Rudd does it yeah he does, he does great. it well. he's got he's got a superb mustache ah. um <laughs> For the movie, well, there you go. Um, and then Justin Theroux is also there. No, and they're 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 kind of cool together. And like in a different movie, like they're playing like uh, like mafia doctors, sort of. Okay. Which like they're way more interesting. What's going on in the movie? But their story makes no sense. Should be called Mafia Doctors. I would watch that show. <laughs> um, but yeah, like their story doesn't make any sense about how. Neither of you have seen this. No, I have not. Yeah, it's a but bad movie. I, I, just, I read an article. With the Duncan Jones, I, I forgot what the name of the movie you talked about, but I remember it was like a Duncan Jones movie, and I was like, "Oh, good, maybe he'll." Because I didn't see Warcraft, mm-hmm. and I saw Source Code, which I literally liked, and Moon was just fabulous. Yeah. Sam Rockwell should have gotten an Oscar for that movie. Right. Yeah, um, he got 156 Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was excited about his next thing because, like I said, I didn't see Warcraft, but um, I heard you know it's your typical you yeah. know CGI yeah, fest. Like it's fun. It made no money, right. and like I mean, I don't think it really deserves to do much better than it did. But yeah. it was like if you like the. Yeah, I never played. I never, I never yeah. played the games. So. Um, but so I was excited about it, and I, I think I read an article in Entertainment Weekly. So I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm gonna yeah. see this on Netflix. But then you, I didn't, didn't make that connection until you start talking yeah. about it. There is a moon. I don't even want to say Easter egg because it is just like a scene about Moon almost. Like these movies, like this and Moon, I like obviously take place in the same world. Okay. Um, which is, you know, the but one interesting Warcraft part. world. There's no... Not the Warcraft <laughs> world. No, what are those things called? Orcs. Orcs. Or, no orcs. No orcs show up? Okay, bummer. Um, Made yeah. it a better movie. Yeah. And a mute was an orc. A mute orc. Oh. 
voice. A mute Amish orc. <laughs> a mute Amish orc. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Way more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... We have a title for the episode. We mute Amish orc. <laughs> you can, you know, stick it to the parking, parking man. man. We could have had mafia doctors give you a name. I don't know what we're going to... Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it just—it's it, just a messy movie. Like I watched the like the whole way I watched the movie, I'm like, I don't understand why this is a movie that someone made. Like, because this was like supposedly like, you know this passion project by Duncan Jones, and it was he was gonna be his first movie, but it didn't have the budget, and it wasn't all together, whatever. So he ended up making Moon, and like this, this it just doesn't feel like a, a movie made by someone wow. who has made good movies <laughs> before. Well. It's just. Can I point out that 13% of critics disagree with you? <laughs> According to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, right. It has a 13% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm clearly in the minority. Um, yeah, wow. it's like, yeah, after watching the movie, I'm just like, why? Why? Is my main question. Why did you do this to me? What's the cl- rating of Cloverfield Paradox on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> it's got to be higher than that. I bet it is. I think a lot of critics were... I think critics were lower on uh, Cloverfield Paradox than they should have been, or and it just seemed like there was actual anger because it came out after the Super Bowl on, and no one was prepared and everyone had to write a review for it that night. Like, so people were just like actually angry at the movie for existing <laughs> because they had to stay up late while right. right, watching. Seventeen percent. Wow, four percent better. It's four percent better movie. Yeah, I would much rather watch if I had a like another movie title for the thing. <laughs> yeah, four percent better. Yeah, yeah. If I had to pick a movie to watch, like, I would watch Cloverfield Paradox ten times <clears throat> over again. <laughs> yeah, over Mute. Like, it's a much more fun movie. At least okay. Cloverfield is a fun, like, it's trying to be a fun B-movie. Yeah. Um, Mute is trying to be something more like, you know, Annihilation. Like, it's trying to make you think, but I don't think it, it thought about what it, makes, <laughs> want, what it makes you want to think. It's just, the thought is, this is a really bad movie. Yeah, that's all it makes me think, is, why am I watching this? Please do something better next time, John Because I, like, and I'll be there for his next movie. Like, that's the thing. Like, Moon is so good. Yeah, right. Like, I'm excited to see what he does next. It just seems he's like this M- is a... He's going to M. Night it, man. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I the happenings, the happenings, Duncan Jones version of the happenings, happening next. That's pretty apt for this movie, because that's about, like, I mean, Mute might be a little bit worse, because it's trying Ooh. hard, but, like, the happening, because the happening is also just, like, a, a it's a B-movie, but... <laughs> Made by an A-list director, though, or maybe not even at that time. Maybe he was a B-plus director at that time, I yeah. don't know. Or and B- this, I think this movie is trying to be something... Like, you know, it's trying to be Blade Runner or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, you know, something powerful and amazing. And the mm-hmm. thing it just misses on every single level from doing that. Which is a shame because, you know, Duncan Jones is a great director. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my anger about Mute. <laughs> um, this one, I think, actually was at least close to the beginning financed by Netflix. And this is actually, like, you know, they had much mm-hmm. more of a hand. Like, you know, they financed the movie. Right, so right. this is more of, like, a Netflix original than, like, you know... Cloverfield Paradox was. I mean, there's a lot that Netflix does that's really good. Yeah. The movie, movies aren't that. No, no, no. I they have a bad track record with movies. Right. They're better with series. Like yeah. Stranger Things, Glow is really good. Um, yeah. Did you watch Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, Glow? I have not. Oh, that's, um, that's pretty entertaining. Yeah, um, I heard it's fun. Um, yeah, it, it, I heard this argument about it. It, it makes you rethink uh, studio notes, kind of. Because, like, you know, like people talk about, you know, the studio studio meddling and how that's, you know, the downfall of, like, mm-hmm. all of these great movies right, right. and stuff. And Netflix is, like, you know, things seem to be, like, sort of, hey, give a, give a person a bunch of money and just let them do what they want. And for movies, it doesn't seem to be working out super well. Mm. Um, you're like, maybe studios 
know a little bit more than what we're talking about than you know we think they do. Because they're in the business of making money, and a good movie makes more money right. than a bad movie. So right. Although on Netflix, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's interesting. The whole point is just to get people to keep like is to make enough content that people content. think yeah. it's worth keeping a Netflix subscription. Right. It doesn't particularly matter what they're watching on Netflix as long as they're watching stuff on Netflix. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you just always want them to have more than they can watch, so that uh-huh. they can them, so they'll keep up their subscription, right. which right, is. Right. It's a totally different business model right. that they have. So it's the quality is less of a concern, and the reviews are less of a concern because no one knows that they're so not transparent right. about the numbers. Right. You don't know who's, like, who's all watching this. Thing. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Cloverfield Paradox had, you know, 10 million people watch it, um, and they're going to all try to make a direct sequel. Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's, it's just a weird... It's a weird... Uh, System they've got going on over there. <laughs> Chlorophyll Paradox 2 with more paradox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we bought a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've gone, we've gone a long time for this podcast. And uh, thank you for sticking with us, audience. Um, please let us know what you think of anything we've talked about. If you've seen Annihilation, or you've seen Chlorophyll Paradox, or you've if you've you know seen Par- uh, Black Panther but haven't talked about it yet, you know, <laughs> sure, talk to us about it. Um, you can leave a comment on our Facebook page or on our website, and um, you can go to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe. That'd be awesome to help us out and get more people listening to this. If you like it, um, if you don't, we don't want to know about that. Um, <laughs> but if you do like it, please let us know, and uh, we'll catch you next time. I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. We both know you need them You're stuck in the middle Of all irrelevance And your heart is beating Cause you know that you gotta Get out of the middle And rise to the top now When you made it Won't you tell me what to do Cause I'm playing it Fight the friction!